Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hey everybody, welcome to Spanish, I keep we got Tony, Oscar, Riza, and myself, Carlos, here, having a good time. It's August. <laughs> you know what that means. Leo season. I don't know. True. I mean many things. Hey, when is the summer over, by the way? I never know. I feel like... Uh, September, I, I think, yeah. Oh, so I mean, still got like, a little bit to mid-September go. Mid-September is the solstice, is the fall solstice, so yeah. We okay, still got cool. a while. And, you know, and L.A. gets really hot in September. Apparently, September is the hottest month. That's what everybody says to me. Is that real? Yeah, because there's June gloom, and then July is always very bipolar. It depends on what it wants to do. And uh, what about August? (laughs) And then August starts to get really hot. That's what I always say. I always say that August is the hottest, but also, like, I don't know. It's just been so hot the past two years because, you know, climate change mm-hmm. is terrible. That, that part, that, it's been that. so bad, right? Like, I feel like we've talked about weather so much, but, like, it's been so much hotter this year. I prefer California heat to Florida heat. Any oh, my God. Day oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. totally. Yes, yes. Ever. Yeah. It's like swamp air inside your body. No, I'll, I don't like being hot, but I would take it out in the desert. Over this is why it, this is it's a little like uh, complicated for me to talk about it because it is a better heat. But when you go out to the beach in Florida and you get a, oh. such a better tan with that mm. humidity, oh. yes, I can't yes, explain yes, it. Yes. Every time I go to the beach in Florida, I get a, a, a golden brown caramel tan. Yes. Yes. When I tan in California, I just get like burnt red. Yeah. Like, oh my weird. God. True. Me too. Yeah. The Miami sun just hits different. I was like, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, like, I swear, like, I was out tanning in my niece's apartment, like, in the pool, like, maybe an hour. Te lo juro that I was, like, so fucking dark. And then yeah. I tanned here in the beach two weekends ago. Barely, barely, like, it's noticeable. Like weird, yeah. Well, I was in Sarasota over the summer, and I only was in the in the beach for three hours. And I had a tan that lasted me up to very recently. It's fantastic. But anyway, yeah, it's swampy. What is uh, in other outside? circumstances? It's terrible to be walking around in that kind of heat. It's just like... <gasps> uh, it's yeah. bigger, bigger yeah. walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, needless to say, we are spoiled babies living in L.A. because summers, literally most anywhere else, are intense. I'm from mm-hmm. New York. It's gross as hell and disgusting, yeah. you know. Not to diss on New York, but let's be real, New Yorkers. We live yeah. in on top of garbage. And in the <laughs> yeah. summer... Well, it, it starts cooking. It start, yeah, that garbage starts. starts cooking and we smell oh. it. We smell <laughs> like the streets of New York. You know what I mean? So every time, oh, every time I step out of Los Angeles, it's either too cold or too hot. I straight up feel like Goldilocks in yeah, LA. Goldilocks. You got to move to San Diego. That's that's the the real. Yeah. Oh, is that is that the desired? It's place to, always to be? even keel. It's always oh. most of the year. It's super chill. What's the tanning like in San Diego? It's not as good. I went there in the pandemic for a like a staycation weekend, and again, barely. Right. What got, is the what? Huh? No, I barely what, what? got tan. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was like in Coronado and like right off, like right by the water. So, you know, like when you're by the ocean, like it's supposed to make you browner. I don't know. The reflection of the sun. What? And shit. Oh, that's why. <laughs> so you need deep in this tan, tan. Listen, like, 
I told you guys, cuando, when I was like 15 in Miami, I wore, you know, fucking a silver metallic thong G-string like bikini. So you and were tanning other people's for the, the reflection of your baby. <laughs> no, but the metallic was also like part of why you would get tanners. Too. <laughs> and I would just put, yes, because I would put baby oil only. Dude, oh all my over, God, all baby over, oil. How are you oil. alive, Riza? How are you wow. still alive? That's like I'm putting crazy. oil on a- Pan. I know. And that but and I would never peel, but I feel like I peel here. Like sometimes like my like my face will peel off if I put like if I don't put sunscreen on. So like now my face is like so much oh, now, better. I, now I put a lot of, I never used to put sunscreen on my face until like three years ago that my white friends were like, you have to. And I was like, fine, I'll listen to you on this one thing. You know, actually Ryza talking about faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Has uh-huh. given me an idea. I mean, Tony and I were talking earlier about uh-huh. the idea of what it means to be fake, right? The idea of being two-faced, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, Tony, yeah. you had a you had a really interesting pika that you wanted to bring up, correct? Yes, yes, I did. Now, I might surprise all of you here, anyone <laughs> listening to, but sometimes people confuse me as straight. They don't really? think I'm a gay man. And I'll let someone just ride with it that, uh, that I'm not gay. Um, and I've, have any of you been in a situation where you hear something negative that if they knew you, uh, they wouldn't say it. And for example, uh, like someone saying something disparaging about, let's say woman, or let's say the F word or anything. Mm. And you don't show your cards right away. Like, mm. oh, you don't gay, show but... like uh, disagreement on. <laughs> yes. You don't show disagreement. You allow pers- the thing to happen around you because you don't want to, uh, I guess uh, be in an uncomfortable place. Mm. Right. Or encourage, you know, or bring this person into conversation. I don't know. Because I think, yeah, especially with the political climate these days, people of different persuasions, they could, you could do that with family members. Uh, or it could be something as casual as like a friend's lover. Yeah. Or a coworker. So what we're let's asking say. really is, if, in, as a, uh, uh, on top of being fake, is how willing are you to step out and show people what you really believe in when you're hearing stuff that doesn't necessarily align with your beliefs? Mm-hmm. Like, are you saying that specifically? Or are you just saying like, like, are you fake in front of people? Like, are are there, are you different in front of, are you different well, in front of your, switching, your, right? your, switching yeah. Happens. switching, yeah. Yeah. So do you mean, yeah, you mean that or like, you know, cause obviously like, you know, we behave differently with our friends out, out on the night than we, in the town than we do with like our coworkers. Maybe if we work like in an office setting or something like that, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't, is that what you mean? Or you mean like the specific, like that specificness? Uh, yeah, it could be, I mean, take it how you, how you will. Um, okay. But it could be something like, oh, I could step up and actually make a statement here. Or I just can't be bothered with fucking idiots right now. Like if you're stuck on a plane with someone Mm. for six hours, are you going to like, and someone says something disparaging about, let's say, or fucking Latinos or what have you. Are you going to open that door for six hours and have a conversation? I'm not going to have a conversation, but I'm going to let them know how the fuck I feel. That's for damn sure. Yes, I said the F word. Can I say it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Oscar's reacting to said You said the F word and then you were like, and Latinos. (laughs) 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 Which is like, okay, babe, wow, this is an uneven scale we play in here. And people who wear plaid. (laughs) Oh my lord. I was like, okay, damn. Only 
Okay, only hate on gay people, but what? Okay, all right. Okay. Straight up. Straight up. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, though. That did remind me of a situation. I worked um, as a a dance teacher for a uh, camp in uh, North Carolina, so the South. And and this was like early, early, early. uh, I was like maybe right out of high school or something. And um, some parent was like talking to me. And he like straight up called people like he's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's you know, I love this camp so much because you don't see a lot of wetbacks as much as you do other camps. And like, yeah, very that. And like there was a point. I mean, it sticks. It's like still resonates with me because like at that point, there's a choice that you make. Do you stand up for this man? Or do you? I want to say in his late 40s or something. Uh, someone who's very set in his ways, it feels like, because of the way that he said that word so casually to someone that was like, I think, clearly not white, you know, uh, with no sense of repercussion at all. Do you like stand up for this person or do you decide to not engage, just keep it going? And I decided to not engage at all in the situation. And it's one of the biggest regrets, I think, that I've ever had because there was no learning moment for him Eve, i understand that like i was at a place where i was an employee you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that i could have faced re- repercussions at the job this was also at a time where you know being pc was a little bit of like a question mark of a gray area you know mm-hmm. um and so i just for me it was like i really need this job and i i just don't want to exhaust myself try to ed- educate what i thought was a lost cause you know can so, i ask you this oscar oh sorry. yeah no no go ahead and a- any part of you're not wanting to speak to this person uh in defense of <laughs> was it was there a fear element at all was there any like fear of physical no, retaliation? Actually, no, no, not a, like was I afraid? Was I scared that he was gonna punch me or something? I and, no, yeah, yeah. no, no, I didn't think so. But I did. I I knew that if I even tried going there, he wasn't gonna listen to me. A conversation was not gonna happen because yeah. even before then, it was a very one sided conversation. I wasn't talking; he was talking at me. If that makes any sense. So I mean, from tra- context, tracks. if somebody's saying, do you know what I mean? Yeah, also it, talk it, at people, not with people. Exactly. Yeah. So like for yeah. me, it just felt like it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. Me risking everything for someone who is going to be defensive nine times out of 10, probably like a 90 percent chance that that's going to happen and also push back verbally, you know, so I just mm. let it happen. But then sometimes I'm like, was I being fake by allowing this thing to just happen without me or was it self-preservation? You know, yeah. Mm. Also, like it? the other side of that spectrum is what we now know as just facebook comments which is like the opposite people are going above and beyond uh and i you know it's like where do you land in the spectrum where it's like everything gets picked apart everything gets like fought over everything's so you know but maybe it's because of the anonymity or the safety of being behind your computer Mm -hmm. that's a whole different world to to go even harder than you would in in just regular Mm -hmm. you know like yeah well it gives you time it gives you time to to reply you don't it's not like right at the moment like you're it's you know it's 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 your right there you get to like you can like you type it and take it back and type it and take it back just like a text you know what i mean like and never nobody ever accepts like nobody ever wins so i don't understand it's just a weird yeah i mean i don't know like i think about like what you just said oscar and i was like as you were saying it, i was like trying to think back and i'm like wow i used to be like 
so much more like I would call everything out, like every single little thing, like anybody, every I don't care where I was. I don't care who I was with. I think that was a little bit more like young, like Risa, like, you know, todavía not, not madura, like and like understanding like, yo, you can't say this in this place because this person might fucking pull out a gun on your ass or whatever that is. Mm. And like, I think that that's something that like like my like older siblings and like and like people had to like kind of like be like yo like you, you like tú tienes la boca muy grande cuando like siempre and like I had to kind of like learn to like be did a little bit more did it ever get you in like in trouble like did you ever feel in a situation where didn't where you weren't safe um oh, that we could talk I about mean, I don't <laughs> you could just, you could say yes or no you could just yeah. say yeah. yes or no you don't have to tell and, the story Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. There's been so I mean, there's been so many times like but I've like even done it like how kind of how you guys said on a plane. I think I talked about this a long time ago, like on an episode where like I literally had a panic attack because the people were speaking in English, um, thinking saying that I was like uh, a an, uh, Mexican uh, criminal, like and just because they were sitting next to me and I was like, I can't sit next to these people for six hours going from like the West Coast to the East Coast. I think I was going to Miami or something like that or vice versa, whatever. And I was like, no, like these motherfuckers in Crocs are not going to make fun of me and sit next to me the entire time. Okay, so like on Crocs, number one. I will, okay. I will, I will, wow. because at the time, wow, at the time, wow. Wow, it right, was, so. it was not, not a, not a fun thing on social media. Okay. All right, and Bad Bunny had not gotten involved yet with the Crocs. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't like Crocs. I hate them. I'm, I'm more of a chunkleta. So you're a crocophobe. Um, yeah, I'm a crocophobe, okay. and I will admit it. But I like my Nike chancletas. Um, you know what? I tolerate that. Okay. All right, listen. Uh, at least okay. I'm honest. I do think though, like, as opposed to a crocophile, me. Yes. Yes. Oh, but, we're really going. Okay, we're really going. Okay, we're, yeah, we're, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, Hi, Oscar. Welcome to, to the world of prank talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay. So, like, what I was going to say, though, to it, I think that it also, like, depends on the, on who you are with as well. Because, like, I think, like, sometimes, like, I would, I will behave a little bit better if, I, like, I'm starting to date someone and, like, something happens and I'm like, okay, well, like, maybe, like, behave a little bit. Like, don't, like, don't come out too hardcore, right? So don't bring the Miami out. Oh. And then, like, but then, like, sometimes it'll just, it'll come out and that's how they'll find out how Risa will tell someone off. Like, I don't know. I, that's happened to me sometimes. Don't let them know you're from Miami. Um, <laughs> not yet. Not after the third not yet, date. Not, no, no, no. no. <laughs> third I mean, date. You know, I drop it from? immediately. The Miami. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, I, that's what I say. That's what I call it. Que no me sale la Miami. Because, like, I feel like that's, like, I, like, I will fucking just, like, go off on people. But I think since also being in L.A., that has also, like, matured me in a different way where... People are more chill here, so I feel like I've mm. gotten more chill about it. But people say yeah. shitty things way more chill in LA. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I do think it's like what I said. Like, I like, yo, people are out there like fucking pulling out guns and knives on people for just like saying, yeah. you know, don't put your mask or vice versa. You know what I mean? Like just for like such a simple thing. So yeah. imagine when you bring it into like homophobia or like uh you know a, a racial slur or something like that if they're like so so fucking cocky and saying those things i see like in 2021 out in the open chilling then like i don't know what else is gonna come out of their yeah. mouth or well, like it, physically like i don't i feel like it's not technically our job to teach people they're never that are never even willing to learn also i think the fine line for me is if it's a behavior that's affecting me in a negative way so if people are having a conversation about it um, I think there's a line, like, for example, if you were in the plane and they're talking directly about you, 
to you or at you. Like, that's different than if they're just having these conversations that are peripheral. They're like, sir, excuse mm-hmm. me, but you need to learn about, like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. However, yeah. you can nip shit in the butt. And I always say, like, we shouldn't be out here uh, trying to change people uh, with their shitty behavior. Uh, but I will definitely put a stop to it if that shitty behavior is in the zone that affects me personally. Like, I don't want to change who you are because that's your shit to deal with. Mm. But I, mm. but also like, yeah, you could be shitty, just not with me. <laughs> or at least so, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to set a boundary. Okay, so I have a question. Maybe like to give like a, like a scenario. Let's okay. say you take one of your friends out, right? And you, you take like girlfriend, guy friend, whatever that is. And you guys, you take them to like an event. Mm-hmm. And in front of like, you know, your your peers and possible like maybe like co-workers or whatever. I know we work in a different industry. That's like we don't have like an office co-worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and like your friend says something, even though like, you're, About like what? yeah, like I don't know, like maybe they say like maybe, you know, this is a friend that maybe does say the N word casually with their friends and then like just drops that there in the conversation. And like, I don't like, or like says, or maybe they do say, you know, the F word that Tony said earlier that I will not mm-hmm. say, or like, yeah, I don't Frank know. Like, what do you, yeah, yeah. But like, Frank so like, Berger. like yeah, I'm yeah. sure if we bleep it out, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think it's different with friends, right? I feel like there's a little bit more of a responsibility with the people, the people that you hope keep or the people that's that are why close I, to you. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to a stranger, I definitely would have, um, or I, I would be more inclined to have a conversation or to speak up if it's a friend of mine, because, you know, it's all part, you know, it's a, especially if you're in a work environment, it's still a reflection of like yourself in a way, like the or people a birthday that you party. keep around. You could bring someone oh. to a bar and you could be sitting at the bar booth and they could fucking say something. And then you're just like. Like, yeah. I, I, like, I don't know, like, that's mm. happened to me sometimes where I'm like, I don't know, like, I've, where I've had friends that I am no longer <laughs> friends with. And that should tell you everything, you know, that same I, that were <laughs> like that in front of people or yeah. in a business opportunities that they weren't representing. And it was just like a terrible situation. Mm. So my choice was like to eventually just kind of move, away, like, just slowly, mm. fade, you know, nah, I don't mm-hmm. you know, if they can't. If you don't feel comfortable, if you can't trust that the other person's uh, aware of a situation and how that makes everybody himself included or themselves, then you shouldn't be around those people. Mm. Mm. I guess as you get older, you tolerate less. Yeah. Tolerate. Yeah. For a long time when you're growing up, you think that you have to put up with people. You have to put up with relationships that are toxic or you. It's Ooh, just- I just thought of an example then on this. Mm. Note. OK. Yeah. What if it's I mean, career based. Let's okay. say someone you barely know, and this happens, and it's like you feel for some reason this other person is a gatekeeper of some kind for a potential job that you really want. Mm. Oh, Something, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where, how much do you push back? I think I know my answer. What is it? Well, I, I would I'll go speak first. My go truth. ahead, Tony. <laughs> I would speak my truth at this point. Well, I have a Twitter, and I can speak about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, let's yeah. say someone says something disparaging in an audition room, which I've it's happened to me, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think now I would push, I would push back against it immediately and not take it. Hmm. Uh, I guess this goes back to being like to bully. Being, uh, you're talking about like stuff, bully, bully behavior. Almost. Yeah, bully behavior or something disparaging. Um, honestly, the most that had ever happened in this industry for me was commercials in Spanish. <laughs> It's like a different vibe. Uh, Can you but, give us an example, like what they like said? It was like sure. a racist thing, like you mean, or, or? Uh, no? I mean, honestly, there was like a scene, um, and it was I was I was doing a, auditioning with another guy, 
and there was improv and comedy stuff, and they bas- and they basically said, "Stop, you do it again. Don't be so gay." Whoa! Uh, which, Wait, who said that? The casting or the person you were doing improv? Casting director. The casting director. <gasps> the casting oh. director or the person running the the uh, session? Because a lot of times those are two different people. The person oh. running the session. Okay. Fair. Yeah, because yeah, I've had yeah, yeah, people running different. the session, including the camera, that were absolute assholes, and I had to say something. Like I said something, or I at least said something, because it was like just the way. You know, for they're either delightful or terrible. I don't, I, mean, I don't think there's a middle ground. <laughs> imagine, imagine just being a woman and having to be in a bikini for that audition. Type, you My know? mind so. goes to that. Like when that happened, I'm like, I can't imagine like women go through this multiple times a day. This horrible, these horrible comments, horrible, horrible comments, terrible and horrible. Oh, I mean, I. I, like I have it. to have a different face on multiple times a day because of what you mm-hmm. literally just said. Yeah, like with men, like sometimes it's just like they'll make a and it's like I don't like I have to see you at the gym or I have to, you know, interact with you every time I come to the fucking whatever it is, a coffee or whatever it is. And like sometimes like, yeah, like it's kind of like you have to choose between like having that anxious, like weird tension at that place. If it's a place that you often go to, like a casting, whatever, or mm-hmm. like calling them out. I mean, fuck, yeah, that sounds terrible for them to have said that in your casting like yeah. audition. That's annoying. It's annoying. And at the time, I kind of like shrugged it off like, well, this is the fucking world this is. You yeah. know, you just lose respect for everything. And anyway, but I think we solved it. I think we did it. I think we solved it, guys. Yeah, it's we a good thing about everything. these conversations that we, always we can do. put them in the vault, shut it down because there's nothing else to say yeah, I mean, throw us a throw us a pika audience, and we will solve it in less than twenty five minutes yeah. every time. The every more time. personal, the better. More personal, the better. Absolutely, yeah. one hundo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. This is all very, all very fascinating to me. I mean, I just want to make it very clear that none of what we were talking about is about being fake necessarily. It's about like what we do in order to sort of navigate through the world being a minority Mm. and there are moments i think where speaking up is the right thing to do but the thing that i need to make absolutely very clear is that you don't owe it to people to Mm -hmm. stand up and be the fucking martyr of a group at all right like Mm -hmm. i think as people of color we are sort of expected to speak speak upon injustices all the time at the sake of our own mental well-being Right. It's exhaustive work to try to educate people that mm-hmm. this isn't the right way to talk to somewhere, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who thrive on that. You know what I mean? And I just want to make it very clear to the to the listeners who are POC, who are dealing with all of this. If this is sacrificing your mental well-being mm-hmm. or exhausting you by having to explain every single second over some microaggression that happens, it is yeah. not your job to teach white people the right way and the wrong way of speaking, right? Um, I feel comfortable speaking out about stuff to a certain extent. As long as long as I'm like feeling like it's not draining me of my personal experience, I'm not here to educate anybody. Also, mm. who am I to really be educating anybody? Mm. But 
I I know when to speak up and I know when to just like shut my mouth and keep it moving because I'm not here to educate this person, this person who isn't going to be willing to learn or mm-hmm. anything like that or even have a conversation. People that are willing to have that conversation, I will have that conversation, but I'm not going to go up in arms and having a revolutionary war with someone who is <laughs> who I am like. I'm sacrificing myself here and I'm not willing to do that. We were yeah. not put upon this earth to educate white people, make them better. We are not magical beings that will lead. We're not guides for Caucasians. We're not going to do that. I'm tired of it. I don't want to do it anymore. And that's that. Oscar, well said. And you said revolutionary war, which makes me think of the Boston Tea Party. And I think <laughs> we should have a little cafecito party. Okay, honey. <laughs> Are we throwing cafecito on a sh- uh, uh, Into on our river? open mouths. Oh, okay. okay. Shots. Okay. All right. Shots. Yes. Nale. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, slurp, 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 slurp. So much slurping because I had to have so much cafecito to prepare for this interview because this is literally a dream guest. The boys know I have loved this person for such a long time to the point that I carry a prop in my car every single day of my life and I am reminded of him. So without any like credit intro, all I gotta do is we got motherfucking Danny Trejo in the house. <laughs> the icon, the icon. In the house. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I know, um, you know, it's it's it felt a little cheesy, but I had to bring out my machete that I showed you. Well, you've been um, talking about that machete for years, so I think I it's I think it works. house, me, it's all right. You do? <laughs> so I was gonna be like, I was like, oh my god, we need to do like a photo shoot. Um, <laughs> it's funny though because um, a lot of people, I like, you know, we all do Bring comedy here. What'd you say? It. Yeah, no, that we a lot of uh, us, us three, we do comedy, and a lot of times uh, we have to drive or sorry, walk back to our car late, late mm. at night. So me, as you know, like a uh, you know, woman, sometimes in East Hollywood, some or like some areas, I get mm. a little. 
you know, I think I'm a tough bitch, but I got to walk back to my car. So I like to let everybody know that I have mm-hmm. machete in my car to protect me. So, oh, wow. Yeah, you, know how people have, oh. you know how people have a you know hey. how people have a baby on board sticker? She has uh, machete hey. on board. Hey, yeah. if you, Mia, if you ever get scared <laughs> to walk to your car, call me. Hey, I, okay. hey. <laughs> I love it. Listening, we have officially seen. Get us on the Zoom on the oh on the God. snap. So good. Um, we are so excited to have you here. Thank we you. read your book and we already knew about you before, but yeah. this book is legit. It goes in. This is the heart and soul of Danny Trejo. How does it feel to have your your life poured out into the world? It's already you know, out. I, I I did a documentary a while back called Inmate Number One, and everybody got a mistake. They thought I was saying Inmate Number One because I've been in prison. It wasn't. I was writing about because the first five years of my career in Hollywood, I played Inmate Number One, Inmate Number uh, One, bad guy, Chicano dude, mean Mexican mm-hmm. guy. You know that's who I played, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know I was making money. I was making three twenty a day, so it was like uh, I didn't care, and 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 uh. uh I didn't know I was knocking down doors for other people to come into Hollywood. But the first time I was interviewed, and I was interviewed by some little girl, Latina, that just fresh out of interview school. And she <laughs> said, Danny, don't you, aren't you scared you're being typecast? I didn't know what that was. I said, what do you, what do you mean? She said, well, you're always playing the Chicano dude with tattoos. I am the Chicano dude. <laughs> yeah. It was very easy. But uh, you understand, I was, I, I never thought I was going to be in Hollywood. I was doing this because they were paying good. Mm-hmm. And so the, the more I did it, the better the pay got. And, you know, I played the bad guy. And then, come on, it's like, you know, uh, I'm lucky because women seem to love bad guys. And I mm. even look bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it was like, they, uh, yeah, I, I did all right. But, I kept working. I kept working. I, I finally, uh, Robert Rodriguez was the first one to give me a, Yeah. A, I, we did Spy Kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I was a Uncle against. Machete. I was yeah. still the mean uncle, but, but uh, I was Stop a good side. But you know like, I mean? yeah, like, <laughs> like with a little sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a holding the Hawaiian dolly. And yeah. so, and so, you know, but, but Robert Rodriguez, when we were doing uh, from Dust, uh, uh, Desperado, Mm. He told me about Machete because he seen everywhere I went, people would like come around and want my autograph and see my big tattoo and they take pictures and stuff. And uh, Robert says, "Guy, they think you're the star of this movie." I says, "You mean I'm not?" (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was too, but Desperado. But nobody really knew uh, uh, Antonio Banderas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you know he's a great actor, but just another pretty boy. And and uh, and but Selma, you know, everybody always says. If you have a dream role, what dream, what role would you have to? I'll go, I, I'd love to play Selma's husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, think that. Yes. <laughs> so would I. I get it. Mira. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you got it, sister. My God. She I'm is straight, so, but I'll you, take her. <laughs> and, then, and then from the corazón, she's beautiful. You know what? Yeah. When we were doing, when we were doing Desperado, she asked me, what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Danny? And I just had nothing. My my uh, my kid's mom picks them up, so I just go you know, hang out on Thanksgiving. The day before Thanksgiving, this was like three months later. We'd already wrapped the movie. She called me and said, "Danny, would you like to come over for Thanksgiving dinner?" 
Because she knew I was going to be alone. Oh, mm. I put the good, I put the good cologne on. <laughs> you came ready. You came I, ready. I went over there with, with her family. With Do you her remember? Familia. Do you remember what you wore? Like, like picking out your like outfit? Because you just mentioned the cologne. Like, were you like anxious about hey, the outfit? No. Same You're thing. Same thing. You know, come on. <laughs> the Thanksgiving vest. Nice. The leather, okay. the Thanksgiving Slack. leather vest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Nice slack, <laughs> nice shirt, and a leather jacket. There it oh, is. Oh, yeah. I love that. You know, um, so in the book, like I said, you know, like you, you, you get really, really intimate with a lot of, you know, personal, um, personal details of your yeah. life. And very of, honest too, like very, very honest. honest as well. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, one wanted to, uh, congrats. Well, not, I'm like, I don't even know how that works, but like you, you are about to, to have, uh, on August 23rd, you're celebrating 52 years sober correct three fifty three fifty three yeah. okay thank you thank you yeah. um and that's amazing that's the key that's the key I to mean, my life yes you understand mm. me how that's the key to my life i wouldn't be here if i was still drinking and using drugs i'd be in prison or dead and that's just mm -hmm. the bottom line and everybody wants to say, well do you think uh this played no what played a part in it was my relationship with god and staying clean and sober you know what i mean because it's tough for god to work yeah. If you're yeah. drunk and using heroin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I wanted to, you know, just get Thank into you. that because I think it's it's a big part of your book. And and it's it's so beautifully like worded. And, you know, you talk about your son and and how, it, you know, even with yourself, um, how how was it, you know, be like because you you. Obviously, you're writing about other people. You know, did you did you ask before you wrote about them, or did you just write it and then tell them that you were gonna? I mean, they, they, read they better read about it. They read it. They read it. They found out. They'll find out. Yeah, they'll find out. You know, because uh, because that was my story with them. If they don't like it, they can yeah. write it. They can write another right. book about yeah. their story with me. And it's really funny because one of my nieces got upset because I, I wrote about my uncle, and they. I, you know what, man? All this happened before you were even, your before you even married I your thought, mom. Yeah. You know, so this was my story with, with, with my uncle Gilbert. Yeah, for sure. And also to add on to your sobriety story, the fact that you mentioned God, God played such an integral part in your life. I mean, there's so many moments in the book where you were really felt like there was no there was no way of coming out of it the other side and then something happened you know i don't want to call it a miracle but it was this it was this thing that, that you said hey. so eloquently of like that you just allow god to lead you, you in you know, life when i when i go to juvenile halls when i go to high schools when i go to penitentiaries and i, I, I i'm talking you know what anything is possible with god anything to understand anything, there's nothing that's, that is, that is, that isn't possible. You know, I always thought, God, you know, going into space, well, that's impossible. Without God. Shit, all I need is two hundred fifty thousand. I'll I'll go with that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I mean, anything is possible. It's like yeah. it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you end. Mm -hmm. I made a deal with Yosito. Hey. You know, let me die with dignity. I'll say your name every day and I'll do whatever I can for my fellow inmate. Mm -hmm. I said inmate because I never thought I was getting out of jail. Mm -hmm. And then Diosito Fubi's okay. Vamos a ver, cabrón. He let yeah. me out of I got out of prison August 23rd, 1969. I had a year clean and sober. I've been saying his name every day. 
doing whatever I can for my fellow man and inmate every okay. day. And you know what? I uh, I talked to him a couple couple days ago, and I said, how am I doing, God? He says, oh, you're almost out of hell. Keep it up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's good. You're getting there. You're getting there. The progress report. You know what's pretty amazing, too, is that at the end of the day, none of your experiences were wasted. Like, everything that you've gone through has led you to not only inspire and help, but also, like, move you through your career, whether it's personal, spiritual, or, or personal, and I think that's an amazing, that's, uh, to me, that's the most important thing about your story is that no matter what happens, and I think it's a confirmation, uh, everything can be used for, for, for the greater purpose or for a, a good purpose. And I think you are a shining example of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, you know, the thing that I learned about you after reading the book is that you are so community minded. You know what I mean? That you were trying to go, you know, you were going through these recovery spaces, trying to help other people still you know, come out the other side. And for that, I commend you. I mean, the uh, you know, you obviously have a huge impact in Hollywood because of your visibility, you know, for other uh, Latinos out there to see you on screen. Uh, for me, the first time I saw you was actually in an episode of Baywatch way back <laughs> in the day as a kid and just being like, oh, my God, there's people that look like me on screen. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but not only that, Danny, you were also behind the scenes, also making a change in other people's lo lives in the sense of recovery. You know, so funny. where does that come from from you? Danny? I did a favor. I did a favor for David Hasselhoff. He did a, a movie a low budget movie called WC Blue and the Bean when he was uh when he was uh just coming up and uh you know a year and a half later he I got cauliflower ears and these things don't stay in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mina, cauliflower is very in, okay? It's yeah. in. Everybody yeah. wants to eat cauliflower rice. Yeah, yeah but not ears. That's from Not ears, not, not ears. ears. But okay. you know what? And so later he called me to do Baywatch. And it was funny because you know what? The way the Osito works, I was doing blood in, blood out. We did some of it up in Classic. Wayside on a rancho. And I met this little chavado from from, from El Valle, from where I'm from, that had a big 818 tattooed right here, right? And mm -hmm. I used to tease him, like, oh, homie. They changed us to two one three. And he goes, Shut up, then. I kept capping on him, right? And then he asked me, "Hey, how did you get into this?" And I told him, "I said, you know what? You can't. You want to be a gangster, Holmes? And uh, you can't use. You can't drink. They got a thing called a, uh, uh, well, I forget what it is. It's a uh, extra casting, you know, and and just oh, call yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Send them, send them a picture. Yeah. You know what? I I go on a year and a half later. I go on Baywatch. I'm there and I'm looking up here. And I look at this kid, got 818 right here. I went up there and said, get out of here. I threw sand at him. What are you doing here, Holmes? He goes, hey, come here. And he took me out. We went to the parking lot. He goes, check it out, homie. He, said, he had one of those little Porsches. Not the not the expensive. What was the cheap one? The cheap and Porsche. The, the, oh, the, the box. The box. The, no, no, no. No, this is 20 years ago. It was a 914, I think, was the cheap oh. one, wasn't it? I don't know. Anyway, he says, look at that. <laughs> I got that from being an extra. I said, all right. Uh, wow. He's been, been clean. And you know what? I started this thing. We had Rena Gang. We used to get about five or six vatos, and they'd all tatuteados, and we'd, we'd get hired out. And the one yeah. thing, they could be from different neighborhoods. They couldn't fight. They couldn't argue. They couldn't tag. And all of them, you'll see all of them running around Hollywood as grips. And, uh, you know, because 
And so I just thank God for that, you know, and, and that's it. That's my job anyway, you know. Yeah. My job is sign every autograph, take every picture, and do whatever I can for my fellow man. And that's people so think that's so hard. Go to your closet, get three shirts, pass them out to the homeless. Dude, that's it. Everybody I know, anybody that I call a camarada, a friend, anybody that breaks bread at my house, you look in the trunk of their car, they got socks, thermal underwear, they got cortos, they got t-shirts, mm -hmm. and we just pass them out here. Just just to put a smile on somebody's face. Yeah. I'll, That's great. I'll cross the street to sign an autograph. Just mm -hmm. to, because, oh, thank you so much. Make somebody's day. What a blessing. Oh, for sure. For sure. You, you, you know, you have uh, Trejo's Tacos and Trejo's Donuts, mm -hmm. which, you know. Trejo's oh, Cantina. Trejo's now Cantina. I got, Trejo's. Now yeah. I got Trejo's Records. I got Trejo's Records. Oh, you have yeah. a record label. Yeah, yes. well, nice. yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so you know, you, you out there, you out there, and you are actually like you, like you're saying, you are someone that goes in real life, and like you are, you speak with the, la comunidad, like you let, like you stand. I've seen you, like I've passed by when you're at Trail Tacos. I've taken a picture with you. Literally, I went to get tacos last year, I think it was, and I took a picture with you when I got tacos for the boys for the podcast that yeah. day, and it was like I saw you because I saw you out there, and there was a line, and I was like. That's so badass because we're in Hollywood and so many people, I see them like being like, hey, can I get a knot or whatever? And like the like celebrity just kind of like, it's like, not today. And I respect that, you know, but sometimes it's hold like- Hold on, hold on, just a minute, oh, just yeah. a minute. No worries. I didn't get your phone number. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I'm slipping. You didn't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> right, so. Mira, it, 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 starts, it starts with 305. That's all I'll say on the podcast. <laughs> God bless you, Mia. But you know what? It's like, I, I, it, that's what everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. And the yeah. community that I live here, do you I, 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 I grew up three miles away right here. Because yeah. yeah. Pacoima is right there. Mission Hills right here. And it's yeah. like, a, uh, my daughter, I gave my daughter my mom's house, and, and she was, so it's like, I, I can't go nowhere. I lived in Venice for a while, but it just got too crazy. And, <laughs> and I, you know, that's where I, be, I grew up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have another question for you. It's actually from um, one of our good friends. She's an actress, writer, comedian, Anna Salinas. And she's always posting about you, saying that uh, you're her twin. And <laughs> so she wanted to know. I, that she said that you get casted a lot as like the machete style warrior, like gangster, like badass. She wants to know if there's anything like any other type of role that you've ever wanted to play that you still haven't had the chance to play. Because again, you have over 390 something like credits. I told you, Mia, I want to play Selma Hayek's Selma's husband. husband. <laughs> okay. That's going to okay. be the title of the movie. Okay. Like a real square. <laughs> okay. Funny, funny, <laughs> what if a, they day, say, a day in the life of the a husband. day in the life. Yeah. If that's the name of the movie. Also, what if they say what if they say you gotta cut your hair for that? <laughs> hey, it will go. <laughs> we can put extensions in the next year. I get it, you know I what? get it. Okay. Every what time I every time I get ready to cut my hair, my agent will call and say, you know what? You gotta film. Hey, uh, they want your hair long? Okay. Okay. Right. okay. So my hair is <laughs> Maybe long. Maybe next time. To it. <laughs> That's so funny. But I, uh, oh. you know what? It's like, like that, that, uh, I have a record label and, and they got yeah. nine, nine Latinos on it. And, uh, 
it's got a, it's, I got, I got Jasmine Torres, who, Amora, who is a, is, who could be a Selena lookalike. And she sounds, okay. she's got that same unbelievable voice. I got uh, Twixie, Diana Gonzalez, who is like a, uh, she has like a microphone, right? She don't need a. You know, one time when we were at the we were at the uh, Kobe Memorial, and she was singing on a little micro, and the micro dropped it. Boy, everybody could wow. still hear her. You know, she's unbelievable. Wow. And then I got Tara New. Tara New looks like a little gabachita, but her mom is a little short Chicana out of Corpus Christi, <laughs> Texas. And uh, and uh, and it's funny because I said, man, wait a minute. You went to you at Corpus Christi. You you you're white, and she goes, Danny, <laughs> the Mexicans would beat me up because I'm white. Yeah, the white girls would beat me up because I'm Mexican. And what'd you do? She said, I learned how to fight, and then and then she said, but when I started playing music, everybody like just kind of like got around me and made friends. And I said, music tames the wild beast. You know what I mean? mean? For and real. It's like, and that's now she was very popular in her high school, but because she could play and sing, you know. And, Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, that the music is a whole, the music whole label thing. game and that whole, yeah. that's a whole different ballgame. We just, from dropped, like, we just dropped a single and uh, it's called If You Don't Mind. And it's by Trish Toledo and Coda the Barber. And Trish Toledo is amazing. You know, Trish did our show. She oh, did really? our, she did our, show. She yeah. did our so live cool. show. We she did a, so cool. We did a show um, for with uh, some of the cast from a movie you were also in, yeah. Mi Vida Loca. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And and she, yeah, she. We had her, we had her sing, and yeah, hearing her live is. Yeah. is I incredible. did that as a favor. Everything I've done is a. I did a movie called Breaking Bad. No, not Breaking Bad. Uh, Badass. <laughs> a movie yes. called Badass. And I did it as a favor because it was a low budget movie that didn't have any money. But this movie over here that I was going to do had about 25 grand. And I was arguing with my agent. My agent is Latina, too. She's Gloria Hinojosa. She's from Texas. Yes. And she was like, Danny, you should do this. I'm telling you, it's it's going to turn into something. This is good. And I said, Gloria, there's 25 big ones over here. And she was, it's not just about the money. So come on, it's about the art. And she was and like, and then you know how women do when you like really disagree. Yeah, up exactly. So we do this movie. The damn thing turns into a trilogy. Mm -hmm. I make four times the money that I was going to make on this thing. And, but I met an, I met a producer named Ash Shaw who saw that I eat good food. I don't, I don't eat processed food. I, yeah. And on a low budget movie, you know how they a lot mm -hmm. of times they'll go see Jack and uh, sure. and uh, and I, I so he would see that I'd order a salad from some place or something and and uh, he says, Danny, why don't you open a restaurant? Jokingly, I said, Trails Tacos. Yeah, you know. Wow. <laughs> Two, that was the birth of we, it. We did yeah. badass badasses and badass on the Bayou with Danny Glover. So he brings me a business plan. Uh, about 12 pages, I opened it. It had no killing in it, so I gave it to Gloria. She read it and says, it's a no-brainer. Let's get it. They're not asking for money up front. Let's get in the restaurant business. You have say-so on the food. You have say-so on the menu. You have say-so on the, on the art. You have say-so on everything. So, Dope. Hell yeah. 
That's maybe a travel cookbook, maybe uh, at some point. Uh, yeah, in the future. yeah, that's out. I had to chase on that, and and the reality is, is that like like right now we got like seven restaurants, four pop up restaurants. We're in Miami. We're in Chicago. We're up north. Uh, they want us in San Antonio, and they want us in Hawaii. Oh, wow. Cuba. That's incredible. <laughs> That's fun. Now you get to try. You have Hello. an excuse to, to just travel. Like, Hello. Hawaii. We've got Hawaii. <laughs> it's for work. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I love the reason to tan. Uh, yeah. tan. <laughs> tacos, tacos and tanning, I mean, perfect. It sounds great. Trejo's tanning. Trejo's tanning. You can put your name on anything. You can put anything so, at work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's working. I got, I, well, see, are you kidding? I got a CBD cream that I had a shoulder surgery and that's working good man mm. they uh, replaced nice. my shoulder they went to shoulders r us and got me another shoulder <laughs> I, and so i need one of those i've yeah. been working full race how'd you how'd you yeah. hurt your shoulder oh, how, is God, that like I, a pass, pass, year, pass yeah yeah me pegade, I, it's so funny because uh somebody said how'd you hurt your shoulder and i said a a, a, a baton hit me you know and, and they go oh were you like in a drum band I, But <laughs> no, yeah, no. No. Wow. police baton. Tell me your privilege, but not tell me your privilege. Wow, Mina. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, you're no. a band. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. It's, you know, but I, you know, my life has just been working so good. I told you, I got a little fighter. Her name is Senisa Estrada. She just won the WBC WBA champ of the world. She's 108 pounds. And Amazing. God, she's great, man. She's, she, and, and like I said, she's representing your know, girl yeah. power. Man. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. I love mm -hmm. that. I love watching those. You guys. are just taking <laughs> steps towards just like, and which is great because it's, it's, it's community minded, yeah. but it's Every, really going to take, it's taking over the world basically. I, Yeah, yeah. we loved, we loved. I loved. I love what I do, and I get to do what I love. Music is like just awesome. I I, I love. Yeah, what I was going to ask, how did you get started with uh, your record mm -hmm. label? You know what we were doing uh, a while back. There was a kid killed, named Gabriel, up in Palmdale, and and the oh, yeah. the whole community got you were really angry, and he you know and they lo mataron and. So we put on a fundraiser. We went up there and we offered like $200, I think, for a singer, whoever won the contest, and was just so we could do something. And Twixie and her mom lived in a battered woman's shelter because her mom, I guess, uh, got beat up. Her, uh, old man. Yeah. But so anyway, they hitchhiked from L.A. all the way to Palmdale to sing this song, won the $200, and we're going to hitchhike. I started talking to them. And she said, well, you know, she's 17. She wants to get into music. I said, you know what, Mia? And she sounded too good, man, singing rancheras and stuff, right? So I said, you know what, let's... And when she started singing, people started coming out of the market because we're in a big parking lot, right? And uh, so I started a record label, Trailed Music. And and she worked with me till uh, she was 18. And, and then I got Tara to come in And Tara was working, and then Twixie started using, you know, she fell off the, you know, she she uh, fell for one of them slick-talking Chicanos that was loaded, and and, uh, and she went out, and so we you know, couldn't do it. And I told Tara, you know, uh, and this guy, one of the guys I was working with burned me for about 150 grand, and and, uh, and so I told Tara, you know, I guess that's it. And she was, and she kind of like, that's the end of my dream. And she said, but can I stay and practice? Because she would practice in my gym because I got married. And she would, 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. And so, and I remember asking Diosito, saying, God, you know what you brought me this far, man? What are you doing? You're going to let everybody you know, blow the dream? Why don't you help me here? Yeah. Two days later, I swear to God, I run into a camarada of mine named Baby Bash. Sugar, sugar, how you get oh, yeah, Baby Bash. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I run into him, right? And he says, hey, are you still working with that dude? I go, nah, Bash, that about to burn me for about 150 grand. Bash says, are you going to kill him? I go, no, no, hell no, Bash. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, life's, my life's worth a lot more than 250, homie. Yeah. yeah. 255, I might. But <laughs> but don't. But I said, nah, you know what? It, it, it draw me a lesson. Said, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. He said, well, why don't you bring him to the studio? I said, Bash, you live in Houston. He goes, no, no, no. I moved over here. I live over here in Chatsworth. Oh, I said, are you wow. kidding? So for $5,000, me and Bash dropped a, uh, an album called uh, Chicano Soul Shop, Volume 1. And it's available on something. I don't know. And then, and now <laughs> we just time, dropped sure. that single with with uh, Trish. And, and, amazing. Uh, and, yeah. and now we're getting ready to drop another album with... Uh, with Jasmine, Diane, and, and Tara, they're awesome. They're God. Wow. Tara, Tara sings just like Como se llama that that guy Celine Celine Dallon, Celine Dion. Yeah, sorry. Ooh, that real high voice. And Jasmine looks exactly like like uh, Selena. Selena no? and sings like her. Twixie, she sings any way she wants. She can. <laughs> One time we were in the studio and the, this uh, the the. Guy was just doing beats, and she was hitting it, and Bash says, you're freestyling. And she got all embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that, she's that good. You know? Oh, so, yeah. and, and she's awesome, man. So. Can achieve, but yeah, you yeah. got an eye for yeah. talent. Uh, yeah, know? yeah. And speaking of having an eye for talent, I know we have to wrap up, but I have a really, really hardcore question for you. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, so. yes. If you want to go out with me, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Well, that's it. That Dinner's on be me. You open. and your family. I'll, you know what? I'll feed your boyfriend. I'll feed all of you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> mira, mira. Yo soy cubana and my mom is literally in town today. <laughs> Where's so your mom? Let's my go. mom is. You let me know when you're going, man. I can't do it tonight. Tomorrow night, bring them to town. Bring them to I, Trails Cantina. Yeah. I'm going to tell her. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Please. Yeah, absolutely. The whole staff. I got you. Yes. Oh, you're the best. But I also, I thank you for that. You're so, you're the best. But one of my questions was, um, so you're a big, you know, L.A. Dodgers fan. You're a sports guy. You love sports. L.A. Rams. Yeah, the Rams. Um, and so one of the things that I know is, from living in LA nine years now. I'm from Miami, but LA and San Diego, they have Dodgers Padres beef. And they also have street beef of meat, street meat beef, meaning who has the best carne? Yeah. People in San Diego say they got the best carne because they're by Tijuana, but people in LA say that they got the best carne. I don't even know why, but they say it. So <laughs> I gotta because say, you are, uh, settle this. Settle so this. I need you to settle this. Okay, Yo, if you go to Trejos Tacos, you're going to taste the best carne asada you've ever had because we marinate that thing all day the best carnita oh my god <laughs> i'm getting hungry <laughs> best carnita you know what and then we even got jackfruit 
And oh, Jack Sleep that's tastes me. so good. And I'm telling you, it's like, I like it. Don't tell nobody. But I, I, we got a, you know, we got a cauliflower taco that's delicious. Yep. That's but, for me. Yeah, I'm, vegan. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. I know. Love us. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I'm you're sorry to disappoint you. No. <laughs> I, that's what I said. When we did the restaurant, I said, vegan and uh, vegetarian and gluten-free because I work with autistic children and, and, uh, they don't do good with gluten. Gluten affects them really bad. Right. So, mm-hmm. so oh, they yeah. come. If you come in at five and six, you'll see a lot of family with yeah. autistic kids. They bring them in. To, they can. Oh, wow. Their really? mama don't have to cook three different meals. Oh well, you we appreciate that because that's definitely you know very appreciated for people that don't eat animals. Again, um, love we, the community. Yeah, you're gonna um, love our vegan. Yes. Before we go, um, we just want to say again, thank you so much. We will be plugging your handle. We want everybody to make sure mm-hmm. they do buy your book. We're going to tag you and all like the label, everything. And, nice. you know, uh, is there anything else you want to say before you go? God bless you. Thank you so yes, much. So thank, thank you very thank much. You, man. Dale. Dale. Gracias. <laughs> Spanish Aggie Presents is an Earwolf production executive produced by me, Raisa, Tony, Carlos, and Oscar. It's engineered by Jordan Duffy and produced by Anita Flores. You can follow us on social media on Instagram at Spanish Aggie Presents and Spanish Aggie on Twitter. Find our latest merch at Potswag.com and especially look out for the Spanish Aggie Presents enamel pin set featuring all of our beautiful faces. Yeah, and help us get the word out by telling a friend about the show today. Make sure to rate and review Spanish Hockey Presents and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Want more Spanish Hockey Presents? Find our full archive and ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code SAP for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.